So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. This podcast today is going to be a little more condensed. We're shortening this one up. It's really important and uh, I want to be very clear on it, concise, and and take out as much fluff as we can. I'm a lot more fond of just giving it how it is and creating a lot of meat, actionable items, and talking about some heavier content when dealing with finance and investing. So I try not to fluff it up as much as we can. But this one, we don't have Rock, our co-host, with us. And I want to hit on some things that I think are very important. Um, One of the reasons being is the time that we're at right now. We know a lot of people are scared of the coronavirus and the financial implications of that. I remember we were running our business and we were investing in 2008. Um, I, I say that not at all because I think that this is the same. I do not think that this is the same at all. But the fear is the same. And a lot of people, they react to the fear when the action to protect themselves should have taken place a long time prior to that. And that's what we want to focus on here. How do you sustain in financial crises? How do you put yourself in a position to grow? And the position of getting ready for um, downturns in the market is the exact same way that you create wealth. And I think that's why this is so important. Um, I have a four-step process that is just universal, and if you follow it, you will be wealthy. I mean, there's just no other shape or form about it. You will be, Um, and it is also the same process to protect you during financial downturns. Uh, The last one, the way that I protected myself financially was I worked a whole lot harder, um, and I stressed out a lot. Um, lots of companies were going under, millions of dollars were losing. We had clients that were, were going under. And so we were losing revenue into our firm and we just ran harder, did more, got paid less and hoped and prayed. It's not a good strategy. It's really not, definitely not a fun one. And so it was one of the reasons why this four step process that I developed was, I was like, I'm never doing that again, never doing that again. And two, it's so hard to recover. Now, luckily, we recovered better than most, way better. We we recovered way better. And because of some of these steps, we were able to flourish and, uh, frankly, grow an empire after the financial downturn. And it's what I want to talk about today. So for those of you listening to the podcast, we're also going to put this up on YouTube. And uh, we're putting it up on YouTube just because I think this is, is such an important topic I want people to have more avenues of consuming it so uh, you can see me with my weird headphones on if you go to YouTube. All right, let's jump into it. The four-step process, although may seem very simple and common sense, it, it, there's some aspects of it that really aren't. Um, they're easy to say. They're very hard to do, and we need to break them down. First and foremost, the number one rule is multiple streams of income. I cannot say this in mu- uh, enough, but... It needs to be more than that. Let me explain. So diversification doesn't mean you have a lot of the same thing. And I know that people say 
that like, yeah, of course, right? But at the same time, they say I have a diversified stock portfolio. I'm like, okay, so you own a lot of stocks, but that's not diversification. I just don't believe that. Because in a stock market crash, all the stocks go down. It's not like everybody a week ago that had a diversified portfolio are like, yeah, I'm fine. No, they've lost 40% of you know what it was just a week ago. So when I say diver- uh, multiple streams of income, diversification amongst asset type. So personally, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the stock market. Well, I don't now. I did. I, I pulled it out two months ago, which I wish I could say was because I was a genius. I really do. I wish I could tell everybody right here, but it was pure dumb luck. We were literally just moving money around, and we I had the money that was in my TD Ameritrade account, that's what I use, and uh, um, we liquidated the stocks because like, I needed to use some somewhere else, and I was like, they're kind of high, so we liquidated it, and I'm like, I'm just going to kind of hold off and wait to put it in. I had no idea there was going to be a market correction or anything, just dumb luck, and it saved me probably $150,000, $250,000, so good for me, but that is not the strategy. Don't count on that. Like, <laughs> that's not not the strategy at all. Actually, my my partner um, in our business, he told me yesterday. He said, "I, I think I'm down uh, a quarter of a million dollars in, a, in in his account. It's rough, but he has multiple streams of income that are actually diversified. So, when I look at diversification, let's say you have equity markets, but lots of people, that's not an income stream. There's ways that you can create it, but still, it's not a, a sustainable income stream. So, um, we have business interest." We have real estate assets within those asset classes. They're diversified. We own commercial real estate. We own storage facilities. And we own them in multiple states and different cities. But those are still the same asset class. So then we also own cash-based businesses, which are centered around people selling. Um, And then we have online businesses, which are product sales and deals with inventory. Um, All of them very separate. The economics that work with them doesn't necessarily affect the other. So we had this huge stock market correction, which I don't, I don't depend on income from, but they're still assets. Uh, we've seen no uh, um, correction in our other businesses or real estate assets. In fact, uh, um, some of them are going up. Now, that doesn't mean they'll continue to. We could very easily be in a couple months and they could all be down. And this too is actually kind of the crux of this first principle, multiple streams of income. Um, you can't be prideful enough to where you think that you're either so good or so smart that that will never end. Uh, I learned that the hard way. Uh, I I think I used to think I was really, really smart. And life has a way of showing you how stupid you are. And so I understand the my own limited knowledge. Um, and once you really see that that is just, man, do I know nothing. And there's so many things that can go on that I have no idea of you realize that this play that I'm doing, although it's good and I, I've taken a, a really well thought through process and creating this strategy and it works good and I'm into, uh, implementing it and I'm getting results back, whether that's a job, a business or an investing strategy doesn't matter. Um, you still have to say this could be totally wrong. This could end in five years. Now, if I really think that it's going to end in short term, I'm not doing it. But And, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying you need to have the realization though that something could happen that you don't understand and it could go away. We're always looking for those things. So because of that realization, I have multiple strategies and multiple asset classes. I get it. You just can't do that right out of the gate. This is a building process. Once again, 
That's why our four-step program isn't something you work on in the middle of a crisis. It's, it's where you should have started long, long, long time ago. But now that we're in it, you're learning, you're seeing, you're understanding. If you haven't done this, you can start doing it. And coming out of crises are usually the time where there's a lot of opportunity. There's huge amounts of opportunity right now. Um, I know people that are capitalizing on it, and they're doing very, very well. Lots of this, though, Wall Street hasn't affected Main Street yet. Main Street gets hit after Wall Street. And that's the concern. Is my job okay? Um, what's going to happen? We're looking at it right now, trying to understand how they'll affect our different businesses, um, our supply chain and product sales, how our self-storage facilities are going to do, how long is it going to take in a slowdown for them to feel an effect, um, and what will that effect look like? Uh, so that's enough on number one. That's number one, right? So it seems simple, multiple streams of income, but um, you need to think more about this and you need to create long-term plans. Uh, the next thing is spend less than you make. I mean, spend less than you make. It, it's it, like, and you spend, need to spend a lot less than you make. And this was one that my wife and I, um, particularly starting out, we did really well. And the reason why wasn't so much that we were, uh, had a lot of discipline. It was that I made my money through sales and I did business to business. We did consulting, but those sales could go away. And I would have times where I had large accounts would get merged with other accounts and you'd have, you know, $50,000 of revenue that would disappear. So we lived on under 50% of our income because we knew my income wasn't very stable. I was paid a high amount. Um, we'd built and we'd worked really hard, lived really frugal, and I worked my butt off in sales to, to get where we were, but we... We knew how sales work, um, and we can't live at 80 or 100 or 100 plus percent of our income. Um, so spending less than you make and making massive sacrifices to do so. Um, you know, it's, it's okay. You don't need a new car. You can live in a cheap, crappy apartment, and that's just fine. Uh, you don't need to go on vacations. You don't need the best of everything. Um, today, we still spend massively less um, than we make. One of the reasons is we don't even pull it out of our businesses. We are allocating and reallocating money into our businesses and our investment strategy, and I'm taking out a fraction of that, um, and that's how it should be. Uh, the more you have to pull out of your business and your investing strategies to sustain a lifestyle that you either want or you want other people to think that you have, the more that not only are you in danger, but you are living a dream life and not a real one. And that will get, that will absolutely crush you and, and, and collapse on top of you. Because, uh, as we know, when you, uh, when you're an investor and a business owner, revenue isn't like a paycheck. It's not a steady thing that just click, click, click. Here's how much it is. It comes in waves. It goes up, it goes down. And if you live like it's a paycheck and you just expect it to come every two weeks, that's, it's, that's a quick way to end. Um, so that first one, multiple streams of income. Second one, spend less than you make. Third one, six months of savings. I know a lot of people say three months. I say six months. Six months of savings in case something that's out of your control happens. Now, I don't know, maybe it's us millennials or what, but particularly for me, I'm in college. We have 9-11. 
I'm out of college. I'm married. I have a kid. I'm in my sales job trying to conquer the world, living off whatever I can make work. Um, we have 2008, right? I learned from that. I started a real estate company um, to hedge my job. I ended up working in, and, and running our, our brokerage firm in the city that we had, the largest one in the state. And then I become paralyzed. And then I get back from that. I start two more companies. We get that going. And now we have an epidemic, right? A global pandemic uh, of coronavirus. Markets are crashing. Yeah, could be over in a month. I'm not saying this is Armageddon 2, by the way. And uh, we're moving forward on projects, which I'll, I'll get to that, how we're, how we're moving forward and what we're doing. I just don't want you guys to think that I'm telling you here that, you know, if you're not stocked up, then you're going to die. No, 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 no. You need six months of savings just because that's the right thing to do. You need six months of savings because you should have a need of that capital and be putting that capital to work, to use. It's just a good strategy to have. Now, the fourth one is really important. I teach once a week at my, my wife owns a school. I teach once a week at a school. So this analogy that I'm going to use um, is for the, 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 the middle schoolers at the school, but it's, it, it gets the point across. So you, you live, deal with it. Uh, it's kind of kiddish, but it's cool. So debt. Um, debt is like a gun. Okay. This isn't an analogy, but let's start out right there. It can be good or it can be bad, right? Uh, it depends on what you do with it. There's two types of debt, okay? There's good debt and bad debt. Now, the first debt is the big bad wolf. Why? Because the big bad wolf is dressed up as grandma, and she makes you feel good. She gives you cookies, but then she rips off the wig, and she's a wolf, and she eats you alive. Uh, that is consumer debt, Okay. Good debt, investment, business debt is a golden goose that lays the golden egg. The problem is, is the goose craps all over the place. You got to take care of it. There's a lot of work and there's nothing that makes you feel good about the goose until it lays that egg. And two, when you first get the goose, you may not know when it's going to lay a golden egg. Point being is there's right types of debt and bad types of debt. Yes, debt is dangerous. But two, debt is money. It is how the world works, how the economy operates. You know, money is not cash. Monies are ones and zeros in a computer in the form of credit. It's how our country works. It's how everything works. Everything that you buy is built, created, made off debt. Every dollar that you have is debt. So understanding how to control it and make it work for you is the secret. Consumer debt is there to make you a prisoner. It is there to hold you down. It is there to keep you captive. And it will slowly erode your life away. And it definitely steals you from freedom. And this is cash flow to freedom. We're all against that. And consumer debt takes away cash flow, therefore taking away your freedom. Business and investment debt the golden goose, it gives you cash flow, in which cash flow is, i.e., time that you get that can replace your job, and that's freedom. Freedom to time, freedom to have, do what you want. So, once again, my four steps, real quick multiple streams of income, 
diversified streams of income is what I like. And I'm not saying you have to do it. Now, let me make this clear. Some people are like, hold on, you want me to be a professional at all these different things? No, 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 no. Bill Gates, although he made his money in Microsoft, the vast majority of his wealth isn't Microsoft. It's investments. It doesn't mean he was doing it, right? Our online businesses, I don't do that. I don't want to do that. I'm not good at that. It's not my core competencies. But Rock, who is the co-host on the show, that is his, and he does that for us. Um, now, real estate and our um, sales business, that's my background, insurance. Um, no, we're really good at that, storage. And I stick to those things. But it doesn't mean I'm not diversifying, right? And, I, and I'm surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me because I can't do everything. And so don't expect it. Don't, don't feel like this is weighting you down, that you can never do this. You can. You, you just have to surround yourself with smart people, and they'll help you grow and get there. Um, spend less than you make. Um, right now, a lot of people are cutting back. So cut back. Use this time to reevaluate. I do it too. Look back and say, hmm, where's our frivolous spending? What can we cut back on, right? Now, I know that's what causes a recession, right? All these things. You, you, but you shouldn't be doing it because of hard times. You should be doing it because the extra money you're reinvesting. Six months of savings, protect yourself, your family, and make sure that you don't have to use debt to live because then you will become in bondage because that kind of debt is bad debt. You need good debt. That is the goose that lays the golden egg and leads you to financial freedom. All right, everybody. I don't want to take any more time than that. Um, I really want to make this simple, but it's really important don't get lost in the noise. Um, it's going to happen, right? I'm not afraid of the coronavirus. I'm very afraid of how people react to it. That's scary, but it's life. We are looking at our operations. This is a great time to refinance. There's opportunities that come with this to make you a little more resilient and get through these times. Look at your household. Get your affairs in order, right? Don't worry. Get out there and work and look for opportunity that you can capitalize, right? So, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. Warren Buffett, I love that quote. So get out there, make it happen. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at Cashflow with the number 2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.